a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Sources. Inside Sources, Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor of the Deseret News. And as always, we got a lot of ground to cover in the fastest 60 minutes of radio. As we try to slow things down, help you divide the rage from the reason, uh, there's a big need for that. Uh, today, we're going to try to elevate the conversation in the process, help you connect the dots and make the news make sense today. And uh, so many things going on. Uh, of course, uh, last night you had the uh, Democratic National Convention kicking off virtually uh, from around the country. We'll break that down, what it was, what it wasn't, what the challenges were, and uh, where do they go next. Tonight, they're going to be talking about leadership. Leadership matters. We'll take a preview uh, look at that as well as we go through the day. Uh, President Trump is on the move today doing some campaign stops. Uh, Iowa and Arizona, I believe, is where he's headed. And it will be very interesting to see how all of that breaks down. Uh, He's obviously trying to compete uh, with the uh, attention given to the, the Democratic National Convention, although it was a tough tough sell last night. Uh, If you were listening to Dave and Dejanovic earlier, uh, we had a really fun conversation about how that all played out and just how hard it is uh, to generate any kind of energy, excitement, enthusiasm, or interest uh, here in the middle of August uh, during a pandemic and nothing live uh, was was really tough. There were a few moments that were uh, interesting and noteworthy, and we'll talk about those today. Uh, as always, I want to get your response. What did you think of it last night? Uh, you can do that on our Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line, 57500. Again, 57500, Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line. Uh, help us elevate the conversation just a little bit. Uh, So I want to get to uh, one thing in particular that came out. Again, I think there were some hits and misses last night. Again, this is new for everyone, so I'm not going to be overly critical of how it all played out. Uh, The misses, some of them were understandable because of the technology and, again, not having a convention center filled with 10,000 people uh, just changes it. Uh, But again, I think there were opportunities to change the way they do these things, which I think we need to have a different conversation about. Why we still have these conventions at all uh, is sort of a mystery, Uh, but we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, But of course, the the news of the evening, if you break it down just from a sheer news standpoint, there wasn't a lot of news. There were the expected pokes at the president. There were the you know, uh, praising Joe Biden for his uh, his life's work and his preparation to be the commander in chief. All the things you would expect on an opening night of a campaign. Uh, a nice focus on we the people. I thought that was a good component to their planning and messaging. Uh, but everything was pretty predictable. The only thing that was a little out of the ordinary, of course, was uh, former Governor John Kasich. 
Republican, longtime Republican, uh, was was a uh, candidate for the presidency in 2016 against President Trump, has been a vocal uh, critic of the of the president uh, ever since. And there were uh, Governor Kasich and a, and a number of others, uh, Republicans, uh, again, not real household names, not a lot of people with a lot of swat or sway, but uh, they made an appearance as well. So that was the news component of it. Uh, so I want to play a little bit of, of Governor Kasich's speech from last night, and we'll break that down. And then I want to compare and contrast this to when the shoe was on the other foot. Uh, this is not historic. This is not uh, a, a brand new thing. This has happened many times over the years. And so we'll break down a, uh, a separate one in just a second. So let's start. This is John Kasich, again, Republican, former governor of Ohio, former candidate for the Republican nominee for president. Uh, He began and he talked about this. America is at a crossroads. Sometimes elections represent a real choice, a choice we make as individuals and as a nation about which path we want to take when we've come to challenging times. America is at that crossroads today. The stakes in this election are greater than any in modern times. Many of us have been deeply concerned about the current path we've been following for the past four years. Continuing to follow that path will have terrible consequences for America's soul because we're being taken down the wrong road by a president who is pitted one against the other. I'm a lifelong Republican, but that attachment holds second place to my responsibility to my country. That's why I've chosen to appear at this convention. In normal times, something like this would probably never happen, but these are not normal times. All right, so that's uh, John Kasich talking about these are not normal times. That's going to be a theme we're going to come back to today. Uh, Is it the most important election in history? Uh, Is it a battle for the heart and soul of the nation? Uh, We'll talk about that. We'll find out what that really means. Uh, But again, I I do like this uh, idea that, hey, my, my affiliation to party is second to my responsibility to the country. I think that's important. Uh, so let's talk about these unprecedented times that John Kasich was talking about. Uh, he actually stood at a crossroads uh, just for visual effect outside. Uh, don't know that the camera angles worked quite right on that. They should have worked on that. A little more production value could have been helpful. Uh, but then he finished uh, quite strong, and he said this. Many of us can't imagine four more years going down this path, and that's why I'm asking you to join with me in choosing a better way forward. I believe the best of America lies ahead, but only when we rediscovered our shared belief in the United States of America. I've known Joe Biden for 30 years. I know Joe is a good man, a man of faith, a unifier, someone who understands the hopes and dreams of the common man and the common woman, a man who can help us to see the humanity in each other. He knows that the path to a restored and rejuvenated America lies in respect and unity and a common purpose for everyone. Yes, there are areas where Joe and I absolutely disagree, but that's okay, because that's America. Because whatever our differences, we respect one another as human beings, each of us searching for justice and for purpose. When America chooses the right path and pulls together, like we've done so many times before, Yeah, we can dream big dreams as a United States of America with a soul that is a beacon of freedom to the entire world. All right. So, again, that's uh, Governor John Kasich last night, uh, Republicans speaking at the Democratic Convention saying, hey, 
all of you Republicans, especially you, you center to center right Republicans, uh, there is another choice, uh, and it is Joe Biden. He he made that case. Uh, as I was listening to John Kasich give his speech, my mind immediately went back to 2008 uh, when the shoe was on the other foot. And very interest, interestingly, uh, you had a longtime Democrat and uh, someone very uh, revered in the party, uh, Joe Lieberman. And Joe Lieberman ended up showing up at the Republican National Convention. Now, think about that. He is endorsing John McCain against Barack Obama. And his reasons sound very similar to what Governor Kasich said last night to the Democrats. Here's Joe Lieberman from 2008. But when they look to Washington, all too often... They don't see their leaders coming together to tackle these problems. Instead, they see Democrats and Republicans fighting each other rather than fighting for the American people. I don't have to tell you that we were blessed in this country to have a great generation of founders. And they foresaw the danger of this kind of senseless partisanship. In fact, our first president, George Washington, in his farewell dress, address warned that the spirit of party could be the worst enemy of our democracy and enfeeble our government's ability to do its job. So again, Joe Lieberman, 2008. So he lays the groundwork in saying, hey, George Washington warned us about this. We're too divided as a nation and we've got to have something different. Again, think of the... Uh, the juxtaposition of that. This is a an historic nominee in Barack Obama. And then, of course, you had John McCain as the longtime maverick there for the Republicans. And really interesting, uh, Joe Lieberman uh, went on to make the case, similar to Kasich, these are unprecedented times. My friends, I think tonight we could say that President Washington was absolutely right. The truth is... Today, we are living through his worst nightmare in the capital city that bears his name. And that brings me directly to why I'm here tonight. What, after all, is a Democrat like me doing at a Republican convention like this? (laughs) Well, uh, I'll tell you what. I'm here to support John McCain because country matters more than party. I am here tonight. All right, that's uh, Joe Lieberman. Again, uh, great lines there. Uh, I'm here for one reason. Uh, It is country over party. Uh, that matters more. So really interesting. I I actually think uh, Joe Lieberman did a a little stronger deal. But again, he was standing in front of 12,000 people there in 2008. Uh, But those are the important things in terms of the dynamics. So this is not unprecedented. The interesting thing is, uh, will it have any impact at all on those middle-of-the-road voters, those center-left to center-right voters who I believe will determine the results in this election? Does someone like John Kasich make a difference at all in that space, uh, or are we just so past that that uh, people are just hunkered down, no one is going to be swayed? All right, one other uh, quick note. Uh, If you missed it this morning, uh, the president used his uh, presidential pardon pen again today. Uh, This time, he used his pardon pen for none other than Susan B. Anthony. Uh, 
she wasn't there at the event to see it, uh, but he pardoned her. Of course, uh, we're celebrating the uh, 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, uh, women's suffrage. Uh, and so, of course, she was uh, convicted of voting illegally as a woman at the time. And uh, President Trump felt like he needed to pardon her of that. And uh, again, I, I think uh, I think it's a little bit in the pandering uh, on the politics side today. Uh, again, I don't care what you think about the president. But I just don't buy that one as a good move. That's pandering. And, and I will tell you this. Uh, the women of this nation do not to, need to be pandered to. They need a seat at the table, and we need to listen to their voices. Uh, and we're going to do that next. We're going to talk about the 19th Amendment, what it means today, what it means in history, and Utah's unique tie to it all. Uh, we're going to have a very special guest. Sydney Walker is going to join us right here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.